Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to everyone listening, and welcome to the second Dive into Sekai podcast. And I'm your host for today, Pepe, also known as Pepe Moss in Project Sekai. So for those who are just listening for the first time, uh, Dive into Sekai is a podcast where we talk about Project Sekai Colorful Stage featuring Hatsune Miku, uh, rhythm mobile game which is now available for iOS and Android. And with me today, I have uh, Justan, Flant, and Nemui. Hi, guys. Guys. Hey. All right. So, um, I guess we can skip the introductions since we already did our introductions in the last podcast, right? Um, And for this podcast, we're going to be talking about all of the events and songs for the last month, which was June 2021. And by the end, we're also going to be talking about the new stuff that we're going to get for this month, which is which is July 2021. All right. And uh, without uh, further ado, let's get started. Um, okay. So for June 2021, the first event that we had was the Song for Vows, which was the uh, also known as the Bridal event. Um, and I guess just uh, just some context. Uh, Japan mobile Japanese mobile games do tend to always put in a bridal event on June because it's supposed to be a June wedding season, and Sekai is no exception. All right, uh, I guess to get started, um, I'll start with the story summary. So in this event, uh, Tsukasa gets a stomachache from eating too much complicated food and he can't make it to his part-time acting job. So who else to take his place than his only friend who manages to pick up the phone on time, Toya. Uh, Toya accepts despite having no prior acting experience, but he ends up almost having to cancel after the director gets into an unfortunate car accident. Uh, the show is then saved by Rui, who also manages to check his phone on time and offers to become the director of the show and the show being a flash mob proposal to the bride of the wedding. Uh, After managing to pull Akito and Anne into the cast somehow as well, Toya learns acting tips from Rui, and with his powerful singing, he manages to steal the show and the hearts of everyone listening. Everyone except the bride, of course. Alright. So, um... What did you guys think of the event? this event was the cheerful carnival for June. Um, I guess we can start by talking about which teams you were on. I used, I chose the winning team, and then I switched because I thought that the team with more people, which is Western, is going to win. <laughs> yeah, oh. I went for Western because I thought it would win too because there are so many people going for Western like before the event started, and that did not well. How about you, Nemui? I I was in traditional along. Oh, congratulations! Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. My yeah. first win. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, the two teams were traditional and Western, um, and I was also in Western team. Um, so this kind of uh, destroyed all expectations for a cheerful carnival because uh, ev- all the past two cheerful carnivals before this uh, had the teams with the most number of players generally have generally be the winning team uh, but this time around it was the total opposite right uh, yeah western team just got 
the slam to the floor by by the traditional team. And I think this was the cheerful carnival that had really the highest gap between uh, the winning team and the losing team so far, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me just throw in a little bit that the choices in this event, traditional and western, the question thrown to us was, if you were to attend the wedding, which kind of costume would you like to wear more? So that was the question, and then of course the choices were traditional and western, and does anyone actually pick according to what they like and not going by the flow of the event because how many people picked it? Me. Oh. I usually wear western like suits. I've never uh, worn a traditional Japanese costume like that before. So, uh, I was supposed to uh, to choose Western, but I don't know why. Maybe I'm just curious that I chose uh, tradition. Yeah, it's. I guess this was meant more for the Japanese audience because when when you do get married uh, in in Japan, you know, you really do have that choice. And I, I I do see wedding wedding ceremonies like in in parks or outside churches, just like it was in the event. And I I, I have when I was in Japan, I I have. Seen like a good number who were doing traditional weddings or doing Western style weddings. So yeah, but for most people outside Japan, I think uh, the I think the the one that makes most sense is to wear Western clothing, like you know a suit and uh, and uh, a white wedding dress for women. Yeah, that's I guess that's a more normal choice. That that makes sense. Like for. To stay overseas, you might not really understand the significance of like choosing the dress because we'd always go for Western. But then, I guess to Japanese people, this choice is one big choice for them also because it's an important stage of their life. Yeah, not like the last two events, which were more about food. And then this event, technically the running Shifu Carnival right now is kind of food, but also not really because the question was about where you eat the food. It, it's still food related, just that it's location more than the food you're eating. Yeah, that's the one for July. Um, uh, Alright, yeah, um, so this was kind of an exception because it's not related to food. Well, for me, that made me less opinionated because I'm very opinionated when it comes to food. <laughs> so I was pretty neutral on this one. That aside, let's talk about the limited cards a little. How do you like the designs or otherwise? Oh, yeah, I love Toya's forehead. Um, <laughs> anyway, you just uh, have so, to go against that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that stood out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess these cards were really more uh, more catered towards the the fans of the male characters, you know. Um, and I did see a lot of people in in the Sekai Discord who were pulling. Uh, you know, who are pulling a lot for for this event, you know, especially for limited toy and limited Rui. Um, I, I've I've heard differing opinions. Like some people thought the toy looked better. Some people thought that Rui looked better. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people thought that uh, the art for Toya, his hair was really good, but his yeah. 3D model wasn't. And then uh, the opposite for Rui, like uh, his card art wasn't that good, but his 3D model like was a lot better. For the limb here. We have to agree that uh, well that Toya's art looks well sorry. 
that Toy's 3D MV doesn't look as good as uh, Rui's. But when it comes to the card art, I think they both look like equal, at least for me. I, I like the lighting in Rui's uh, in Rui's card art. Uh, I agree with that. Lighting is absolutely beautiful, especially when you put it in song where he's like on the second lead. Oh yeah. And let's not forget Len, who finally got the P-score. <laughs> people who... You people who are asking for Len P-scores for Virtual Singer Love, you got it. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, congratulations to the Len Oshis who can finally use a, a main Len for grinding. Oh yeah, another uh, record breaker for this event is that Akito and Anne finally got event shop cards after how many months? Seven months? Yeah. Yeah, as as an An Oshi it was very painful to to really get a higher character rank because not having event cards means like yeah, like each event card can give like maybe around ten to twelve uh, character rank badges. So yeah, it's it's painful. Um, yeah, event cards are ten, like if you fully max um, master rank and skill level. Realistically speaking, you would do that for every two star, but then three stars might be a bit more difficult because you know it takes up to two hundred fifty build stones. But for yeah. smart, it is a blessing. Yeah, yeah. So now I, I notice now that uh, they got the shop cards. Like uh, people, people who who make sure the master rank and skill level all their cards are usually now have Akito as the lowest character rank on their on their profile because Akito only has a three star so far. Nothing yeah. can be done that until they give us a two star Akito to up our CR, well he just have to stay there for now. Yeah. Anyway. Um alright, so let's talk about the event ranking. Um did anyone try to tier in this event? Mm. I was 4,000. Oh, 4,000. That's pretty good. That's I, I was aiming for 5,000, but I seem to uh, have been playing a tiny bit more than what I expected. So I didn't fall to 4,000. Like, I, I was at the end of 3,000, so I get the 4,000. Uh, how how was it compared to the last or actually two months ago, uh, Stray Bad Dogs? I think I think that the it wasn't as bad. Like like the borders weren't as oh. high. Um, much lower. for me, yeah, it's yeah. much lower. But uh, basically, it's the uh, it's the playing experience of the Chival Carnival itself. Uh, it get it got rid of some bugs and get some new ones coming. Right, right. Especially and, I, for... and I actually prefer random songs more than like um, envy spams, so I actually enjoy these kinds of events. Yeah, actually, if, if you're playing like a lot, then being yeah. not being I'd forced to play the same the song again. Yeah, I guess it takes up a little bit more stamina because you know you're not spamming the same song over and over again, but it makes for a lot of variety. Like you're not gonna get bored, but at the cost of your stamina have to be a bit higher to do all the songs. Yeah. 
basically you get event points slower than you than you uh, spam envy so you uh, you try to uh, keep your stamina like you uh, not fall asleep waiting for 99 seconds that is only a problem if you join western is yeah I heard, so? I heard traditional was a lot faster to to match up what what did you think as uh, since you were in traditional memory what did you think was it was it faster to, to match up uh, I, I'm not in the West, Western, so I actually can't uh, compare. Within Western, and I can tell you that it takes minimally twenty-five to thirty seconds up to never matching at all. I'm not sure. Right. Those in traditional. I think I either. I think it's either I get uh, quick matchups or it just falls into the void. And yeah, and I, yeah, a requeue like like ninety nine seconds after. Yeah, that that does sound a lot better because getting killed instantly is something that you really want to get when you're cheering. Yeah. Yeah, waiting ninety nine seconds just ends up taking a lot of time if you're cheering. But Nimin brought up a good point just now, which is the fact that uh even though you're getting slower EP per song because you have to wait for that 99 seconds, you're getting a lot more per song because of the life bonus and all of those extra factors that get Right, so right. More or less you're getting at the same rate as a normal event. Yeah, uh, maybe even faster. Uh, although the problem is because you're tearing, you know, you have to compare with other people. And other people might be doing things to, you know, rank up faster, like uh, making rooms with their friends. Who they might, so they, they might just ten boost solo MV. Yeah, some people do that. You can think. do that. They, they hero whales. But yes, the only reason that I would see people go and do that high is because if they can't wait at all, which usually is the only few in the ten or something, for us who's doing like. Even when I did 1000 during the first Chiefful Carnival, I never had to do a solo MV at all. So I would say, yeah, so I would say that doing solo MV 10 boosting only applies if you're tearing like ultra high, which I don't think anyone of us is going to go that high. So doing CC, waiting for that 99 seconds, is still fine to us. Yeah, it's still fine. Alright, so I guess, oh yeah. Um, it's a lot better for like, our cheerful carnival is like a lot better for people going maybe like top 500 and uh, above. But once you get into like top 50, top 10, then you have to start like envy taxing or just know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That's when it gets really competitive. All right. Um, I guess we can go on to the next event. Uh, so for the next event for June, we had the, I believe this was the fourth Wonderland Showtime event, uh, which was called Wonder Magical Showtime. So I'll get started with the story summary. Um, so for this event, it was the long-awaited final of the Phoenix Wonderland Show Competition. And it was about to start, but Wonderland Showtime uh, had a different plan up their sleeve. 
they wanted to make a show that was big enough to save the entire Phoenix Wonderland from the looming collaboration sellout. They did try to get the rest of the theme park involved, and with the help of Seiryuin Sakurako, they they were able to make a show involving the whole theme park. And the day of the show comes, and Emu's brother, along with their foreign investor, are roped into the show created by the cast, using technology and a bit of magic to bring the theme park to life. They end the show with a grand finale of fireworks and virtual singer holograms, and they manage to remind everyone that Phoenix Wonderland is a theme park where everyone can smile. Alright, that was uh, actually the, I guess, arc ender for Wonderland Showtime. Uh, For those who read the event, there was a short video at the end, uh, similar to how Leonid had in the Resonate event. And it was a pretty, pretty heartwarming uh, ending for everyone, I guess. All right. Um, so let's go to the cards first. Um, so this card had uh, Tsukasa, Emu, and Nene. Uh, so Nemoy as the resident uh, Emu Oshi. How was the uh, gacha to you for this event? Um. <clears throat> I, I got Emu from the first temple. Then oh, wow. Nice. I sparked Nene. Oh, okay. Were you able to get Tsukasa too? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good job. Yay. Yeah. I, as, even though I'm a Nene Oshi, I did not pull in this event because I just didn't have any more crystals because of well, pulling too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I have too much B-scores anyway, so I'm, I'm okay for now and hopefully I can I can get her in, in like next pool since they're perm. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, um, this card was pretty unique because it was very much inspired by uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, so I think uh, it's pretty obvious like Tsukasa was the king of King of Hearts or King of Diamonds, and Emu was the, I guess, the Clock Rabbit. Uh, Nene was the Caterpillar, and Rin was the Mad Hatter, and uh, Taito was the Cheshire Cat, and Rui was found dead because he was too busy with all of the previous uh, mixed events. Yeah, that's not a very good touch because aside from the part that Rui was found dead, but. It's a very good touch that, you know, these cards, aside from just having a resemblance to the event, they also kind of like mirror some of the more popular stories, which I wouldn't say is easily um, missable, but I think the people who might not be so perceptive, they might not see the similarities. But it's a very good touch from the game. Yeah. Like, if, if anything, the only thing I didn't like is that there was absolutely no reference to Alice in Wonderland in the event story. Yeah. And I also received many suggestions that Nene should have her own costume in this, uh, in this event. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it, it makes me so mad because this is her third card and her first two cards, like, Okay, the first card was Trainwreck because it was just the Christmas gift card. And the second was okay. It, it was it was limb, but it was okay. And this one is really nice, but no costume. So, sad. Nene yeah. does not get enough costumes from cards. She does not get the costume she deserves. 
Yeah, despite despite Wonderland Showtime being uh, one of the most popular groups, uh, Nene and Emu really don't don't have as much cards as Rui and Tsukasa. Uh, give it to them. Give it to Kalapau because there's only six boys and they have to promote their boys somehow. They can only do it with the virtual signals with BDS and that's Wonderland Showtime. Give yeah. them credit. They gotta create the boys. They gotta give the yeah. boys love. They gotta keep Paransu. At least, <laughs> at least in this event, you get uh, one thirty minutes. Oh yeah, that's true. For the first time, and Emu doesn't have a B score yet up to now. Yeah, sad. Sad. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the rankings. Okay. Well, um, I believe this event was another record breaker. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um. Just just looking at like the the how many event points like top one hundred had like what fifty six million event points. That's even more than than Rad Dogs uh, two months ago, right? Um, I don't remember for T one hundred, but I know T one K um was even higher than Straight Bad Dogs, which was a cheerful carnival, and this is a oh, yeah. So that's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, and I was in T1K, and I well, did. Well, I guess Tsukasa uh, lived up to his name. Sorry. Really crazy. What 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 ranking did you get, Nemer? Uh, I got one thousand. Oh, one thousand. Good job. Yeah, I, I did like fifteen million. I was expecting like seven point five to ten million, because it's not a limited nor a trivial carnival event. Well, I I'd say I've uh, been leaning on the ten million mark, but. Uh, it seems that it's impossible to get T1K in 10 million only, this event. At the end, yeah. I, I played like 15 million. Yeah, a part yeah, that's, that's that 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 like, I guess it... I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah I guess it, it kind of helped that, you know, the, the event bonus was pretty high. Because uh, uh, you got a lot of free cards that gave event bonus, especially the initial Kaito three star, and then the well, the, of course the Gacha cards, and then I mean Rin Rin doesn't have a cool card, but uh, you could easily swap her out for uh, you know for for her four star from Twilight Parade or from her, for a different Wonderland Showtime card, and yeah, you'd still get a pretty pretty high uh, unit power. So, yeah. I remember I just uh, subbed the uh, the last card. Um, I used the initial then the initial. Oh the oh yeah you're right the initial then was also cool so I think a lot of people were uh, using him instead of Rin. Uh, sorry Rin. <laughs> yeah. Remind me again. How many percent can you get if you're not gotcharing with this event at all? I think I got 190. Uh, I didn't gotcha. Is it a 190 I believe uh, it was 190. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so the, the free was Kaito initial, and then Tsukasa from Twilight, and then the Nene 2-star. And yeah, Mwen Rin didn't have any cool cards. That explains a lot why the rankings are so high. Not like I'm not talking about the top 1,000 because that is record breaking on its own. But even for the regular top 50k, because people are getting like 190% at start, 
Yeah. The scores are inflated by a lot, which is good for us because if we don't care about the rankings at all, having that high percentage bonus means we get to exchange more items. Oh yeah. I ended up in T40k and most other events where uh, where I just use nap boost, I get to 20 to 30. So that kind of you know that kind of surprised me. I was uh, refilling a little bit for just D10k, but then uh, I woke up too late and then I missed the end and I ah uh, rip yeah, oh rip oh well. It happens. All right. Um, okay, so I guess we're good with the Wonder Magical Showtime, and now we can go ahead and talk about the last event, which was uh, Carnation Recollection, and this was the fourth uh, Nigo event uh, featuring Canada. So I'll start off with the story summary. Uh, for this event, Canada's uh, music composition spirit is in full throttle, but none of her work seemed to catch Mafuyu's attention and she's caught in another slump. Uh, meanwhile, a new virtual singer comes to visit their sekai, uh, Luca, and she just straight up tells Kanade that she has no idea what her own goal is with her music, which kind of puts Kanade in an even deeper slump. And after another heart-wrenching visit to her father in the hospital, Kanade is then found by Mizuki, who helps try to lift up her spirits the best way that they know how, through shopping. <laughs> So they end their day looking for a flower field in the nearby park, which helps jog Canada's memories of her mother's kindness and her father's reason for making music, to put a smile on other people's faces. And finally, with a meaning to make her own music, Canada manages to make a composition which touches Mafuyu and brings her slightly closer to being safe. So yeah, this was a very, very heavy event story and I quite, I quite liked it. So I guess uh, we can talk about the cards, and one major theme about the cards is uh, is the whole music box motif. I think it's very obvious, in especially in Canada and Mizuki's cards, uh, there's a lot of references to music boxes, and that's because uh, uh, one of Canada's favorite uh, compositions by her father was uh, the tune for one of the music, one of her music boxes. So it was very symbolic. Uh, like uh, it's and it's really nice how Nigo always manages to put in this symbolism in their cards, uh, unlike uh, what what other units do with their cards. Yeah, I'm always uh, very impressed with Nigo cards, and this time it's no different. Very very good art. Right, uh, Juice. So since uh, <laughs> you're a very big Kanade Oshi, how was the how was the gacha for you in this event? Um. So I, I pulled to Spark, and uh, well, I got Kanade on the I think my eleventh ten pull, which was pretty nice. But then I kind of wanted the full set, and uh, well, this was the first event with the pity system. Yeah. Uh, so what, what I was looking for was get one of the cards, uh, pulling up a Spark, and then get another from the pity that I didn't get. And then spark the last one. And then unfortunately I got Kanade again from the pity. So I had to oh, spark okay. off you. Didn't get Luca. Oh, rip. Yeah. Um anyway, um 
So since you mentioned uh, this was the first time they put in the whole pity system in in Sekai, and uh, how was that for you? I mean, um, did did you feel like you got more four stars than than you would have usually in other in other events? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely, because you get like one random four star at a hundred pulls if you do free, and then uh, like. A random banner card if you do 200 free, or um, if you do 100 with paid crystals, then you can get to the banner card that way. Yeah. Uh, what What surprised me the most was uh, was when they announced the pity system. Like the the random four star you get in the 50 points or the 100 uh, free pulls is actually no rate up. So like all of the new cards are the same. Uh, same chance of appearing as all of the old cards, so there's like a super low chance that you get a new card in the first pity. So that's a surprise. I thought they would keep the same rate as like pulling every other card and not like downgrading all the same. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw anyone who got like the the same event card on the on the fiftieth uh, pity. But for at least for the one hundred pity, you're guaranteed. Uh, one of the new cards, although as as Juice experienced, it could very well be a dupe. So yeah. Yes. But uh, looking back at the event, right, the card, the gacha systems, nice and all. But when I think about the story, I still cannot get over how Luca is so savage in this story, especially. Oh yes, yes. Like a lot of people when when they first. I saw Luca, we're like, oh, she's gonna be the cool Onesan again. But after they hear what she says to Canada, then that kind of changed everyone's perception. But it's it's nice, you know, because uh, no no two versions of of Luca or no two versions of any uh, virtual singer for that matter have like the exact same personality. So you know, it's like they're a totally different character. I get that they're totally different, but like. Luca is like flipping from the front hand, which is like the care, the caring big sister. She flipped it all over and then she just goes and beats Kanade suddenly, which is very unexpected. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was the biggest shock, but you know, she still cares for Kanade in her own way. Um, just by being a bit more upfront about uh, what, what she thinks, you know. And I think that was a good way to help push the rest of the members to, you know, uh, progress since they were kind of in a standstill the past few events. Yeah, she's very harsh, but uh, she said what needs to be said. Alright. Um, okay, so how about the event ranking for this one? Um, I believe you were uh, pretty active in, in tiering for this event, Juice, right? Uh, yeah, I tiered a little bit, you could say. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so I went for T200, and uh, as I was able to get that in the end, it was very close. But uh, yeah, I made it. Oh, congratulations! Is, is this was this your first time tiering? It was. Um, it's my second time. Uh, first time I tiered was T1000 for pale color. Oh and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as, as usual, Nigo events were unforgiving for tiering. But yeah. would you say that 
even more unforgiving than the Wonder Show event like the previous one. Oh no, not yeah. nearly as bad no. as that, that was. Yeah, I think it, it depends a lot on the characters. Uh, like for Wonder Show, uh, Tsukasa's event was, well, super duper high, but uh, like Nene's and Emu's events weren't as high. For Nigo, I think on average, all of the characters are kind of the, the same amount of, of, of tiering. Uh, but, you know, across the board, they're all pretty high. So, you know, you can you can expect that for any Nigo event, really, you're going to have to work a lot to tier. The only exception was uh, Secret Distance, uh, the Mizuki event, because that was quite soon after Glimpse. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised back then that it wasn't as high as I expected, but it's still higher than you know the average mixed event or the average uh, more more jump or Leonid event. Yeah. I think this one was was a lot closer to uh, Pale Color. Um, I think across the board, like all the cutoffs were just a little bit higher than Pale Color, mm. and. I think that's mostly just because this was a 250% bonus max event. Like if you oh, got yeah. all the gotcha cards. Oh yeah, that was actually the advantage for this one. Um, 250 if you got all the gotcha cards, but even if you didn't, it was like I think uh, 190 again. Yeah, um, since you could use Canada as one star and N as two star and Mizuki's three star. Yeah, and then uh, if you're lucky enough. Also use Fest Oh right, uh, same attribute as Fest Kanade, and uh, Fest Kanade gave a lot higher score because of the one one forty percent maximum score bonus. Uh, I think a lot of the higher tiers were using Fest Kanade leader. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're um, in the rooms I was in, it was like sixty or eighty percent Fest Kanade. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I think every almost every room I was in had at least one Kanade. If it's not Fest Kanade, then it's the Gacha Kanade. If it's neither of them, then I even had rooms with ha- which were running one star Kanade leader. And like, why? <laughs> uh, that makes me like curious about something in the future. So we've already had around like two, three, two or three Fest so far, and you know. This one, like the previous fest, the fest Kanade one, and then the one that just ha- is happening right now, we're getting the new hearts at 140%. Right. My fear is that, would that change the tearing landscape to be such that you would need to have uh, at least 120% of fest card in order to tear? Because if that's the case, it's like you have to do an early investment, which you don't even know when the event's going to come. Yeah. That's definitely a concern, but uh, I think because the Fest skills are also very hard to pull off. Like uh, for Fest Kanade, you had to have, if you want to get 140, you had to have whole life when when their skill comes up. And comparing that to a P-score, which is 130, um, if you didn't have full life, then in some cases the P-score might have been better. So I think um, it changes it a bit especially for higher tiers but overall i don't see it as too significant yet at least not yet for now yeah i think maybe it affects cheerful carnival more than 
marathons because obviously in marathon events you can just envy spam the whole time and uh right. for most people that's not too hard to fc and keep full life but in cheerful carnival obviously you don't know what song you're gonna get yeah every point matters in cheerful carnival because you can't really you know choose to min max your time yeah that's a good point So yeah, if if you are if you're ever planning to tier one of your Oshi's events and make sure to pull their fest card when they have one. Yes, that would be very helpful because even if you don't get the fifty percent from that gacha itself, having a twenty percent but it's a fest card is still very helpful as compared to having like a three star or something. Yeah, that's very true. All right. I think that's everything for the events of June. Um, so let's go on to the gameplay corner. Um, I guess I'll hand this over to you, Flant, to uh, spearhead the gameplay corner, and we can talk about uh, the new charts and all the other uh, gameplay stuff you have planned. All right, thank you very much for passing it over. So welcome to this month's gameplay corner. We have five new songs and also, if we have time, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, just now we mentioned about all the fast cards. If we have time, let's get back to this a little bit because there are some interesting things that I want to bring up for this. But first, let's talk about all the new charts for this month. So, the first one, Romeo and Cinderella. Romeo and Cinderella. I, I quite like this chart because, well, it was kind of easy. But it was also pretty fun to play, like, you know, nothing too wild. It was a fairly, uh, fairly normal 27, so yeah. It is a fairly normal 27 with... There's not a lot of parts that will throw you off because... Romeo and Cinderella appeared in a lot of other rhythm games. I mean a lot, not just like Mega Mix 39S because you know that's also another Vocaloid game. But also in the other rhythm games like, say, the RPG Mai Mai. So... I guess if you've seen the chart for those other rhythm games, you kind of know what to expect for some sections because the rhythm, they don't really uh, deviate from the other games that much. So for example, you might know that some sections, it's not going to be just regular tapping, it's going to be a stream. If other games pull that off, Sekai would do the same, and they actually did, so it's pretty predictable for 27. Yeah, when I played it, I feel like I felt like um, it was faster than I was expecting, but uh, it also didn't have anything too complex, so it's still pretty easy. Yeah, and, like the, I haven't played it in other games. So. The cover, the cover itself is like so good. It I don't even see a reason to go use the original. Oh yeah. Yes, music because the cover is amazing. You gotta give credit to and oh, yeah. they did it really well for this one. And the 3D MV was very, uh, very usable, you know. Uh, I saw a lot of people who were putting in their own ships because, you know, it was a very romantic 3D MV. Very romantic one, but that fits into the theme of the song, so yeah. you gotta give them that. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next song, we have Utakata Mirai. I, if I remember correctly, this is a 29. Yep. Also known as uh, Bubble Future, this was one of the winners of the uh, Proseka Next uh, song competition. 
the song on its own is very good, very very good vocals, but the chart, yeah, the chart is really questionable in my opinion. Yeah, not a lot of fans of this chart, uh, myself included. I wasn't too fond of uh, of the chart. Uh, I think for this song, I'm gonna stick to expert. There's this one thing that I'm, I'm seeing, like, I wouldn't call it a trend, but it's just some little thing that I see, which is, you compare Utakada Miyari, this winner song, to the, I think the previous one, what was it again? Hanabo Utau, and that one is also a swing chart. Yeah. So we yeah. so got a swing 29, and then we got a swing 34. We're having a lot of swing winners so far. Yeah, that's, uh... That's surprising. Well, it does fit the song, but I think they kind of overdid it with the chart on this one. I, I mean, I agree that they overdid it a little bit, but it's not to the point that it becomes uncomfortable. Well, aside from the very end, if you played the master chart, you might remember the last part, which is just alternating, but at that speed, at that note size, even if you're, especially if you're side-reading it, that part will throw you off. I'm just oh, yeah. not sure about why they... Uh, why they tend to put um, non-swing beats in a swing song. Like, that, um, yeah. almost every 160s is not a swing in, Utak- uh, in Utakata Mirai. Yeah, that is pretty questionable design, but I'm not saying it's bad, it's just that it doesn't feel like it fits as well. Yeah, it's, it's not fitting too well, I'd say. But still, overall, even though it's not a song that I enjoy playing a lot, it is still a really good song. Like, I would listen to it, I would put it on repeat, but I would not want to play the chart. Yeah, fair, I agree with that. So, since we're on the subject of uh, Proseka next, which one is the next one again? Is it the one on speed already? Yes, I believe so. I think we can talk about that in the update corner. Alright, we will talk about that later, but yeah, just to put that up for Sega next is really seeing we're really seeing a lot of good songs. Even if, you know, in the game you're getting the winning song, I highly recommend you to go search up hashtag Prosega Next in YouTube in Nikoniko because there are a lot of good songs. It's a gold mine of all the good songs. Even the songs that didn't make it in, they really sound amazing. So please if you have time, hashtag Prosega Next. Go and search it up, you will not be disappointed at the songs. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of good songs. So, uh, I, I think even some got like super popular with like 1 million views, even though they didn't get selected as, as one of the winners. Technically, if they got 1 million views, that would already put it, if it's in Nico Nico, I mean, that would already put it in the Vocaloid Hall of Fame, right? Uh, I think they're all YouTube, but yeah, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive on its own because it really goes on to show that there are a lot of people following uh, Virtual Signal Works. But yeah, that aside, I think we're good with the Prosecca next, so let's move on to the next song. And I think this one, everyone is going to say we hate so much at the same oh, time. Oh yeah. It is Tondemore Wonders. The I don't hate 32. it. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun, but it's a 32. It's a very, it's a very hard 32, yeah. I mean, it took me a while to even to, to full combo even the expert, and master is just way above my level, so yeah. 
I've heard rumors about this song that it originally wasn't going to be a 32, it was at first rated a 31. And they had to buff it because I don't know why, but they decided to buff it and they should have. But right. it's real, I'm not really sure about it. But if it's real, if they really rated it a 31 at first, what the, what are you thinking, kind of Alice? Why are you doing this? But, uh, yeah. What, what did you guys think of it compared to, I guess... Uh, the easiest 32 was previously uh, Dr. Funk Beat. Do you think it's easier than Dr. Funk Beat or is it harder or around the same? Firstly, I don't agree with you that Dr. Funk Beat is the easiest 32. <laughs> well, okay. A lot of people say maybe, maybe I'm just bad, you know? I'm just bad. But, but like... yeah, I, I think um, uh, this, this is definitely one of the easier 32s if I, if I am to rank them. Maybe because I'm having fun playing this um, when I'm not having fun playing the others. And that is a real reason because when you're enjoying playing something, it really downplays the difficulty of that because you're having fun learning it. You're having fun, you know, trying the shard. Even if you're missing, you're still having fun because the song's momentum is bringing you forward. And Tornemo is a song that has a lot of that momentum. You will feel a lot of positive vibes coming out from it. You know, contrary to... Actually, no, not contrary. It goes along well with the event theme. Because seeing to it that this is supposed to be the song that describes the entire event in around two minutes, Sangsakure.uk really makes a good impression on the song. Yeah, and if you uh, if you study the lyrics also, you can find there are a lot of word plays. Uh, although it's in Japanese, but uh, yeah, it makes the song even more interesting and even more fitting for uh, uh, Wonderland Showtime. It's, it's a very catchy song too, like uh, I, I said before, but uh, every time I play this or manage to randomly get it, the song gets stuck in my head for the next 30 minutes. I can guarantee that happens to me too. The song is very catchy, it is, you know, yeah, it gets stuck in your head a lot. But in terms of difficulty-wise to answer your question from earlier, I would say that Brand New Day is easier than this. Simply because to people who spam a lot, Brand New Day is a straightforward spam song. It's not like Tornimo where there is still some sections which is technical because you know you have a stack of notes, you have some of the that middle part that comes right before the second chorus, which I would say it's half spamming, but also half technical. Compared to Brand New Day, which doesn't require you to think a lot, you just you see notes you tap. You just have to start with the right hand. Tonimo is a little bit more... Uh, it's a bit harder than that because you have to consciously be thinking about what to do next. So I would say it's not the easiest, but definitely easier than Dr. Funky. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if anyone is going to try out the level 32, good luck, have fun. Otherwise, the expert is still there for you. Enjoy the music, cruise along with it. The 3D MV is also really good, so yeah. Have, go I, have also, I love all the jumping in the 3D MV. Definitely, the jumping is... Wow. Am I am I looking at Wonderland Showtime or am I looking at Momo Jump? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So the next song we have here is Kande Tomosu Sora, which is a pretty chill 26. 
Good song though, as usual, you know, all the songs are good. I keep saying this, I sound like a broken record, but all the songs are really good. And I believe this one was Sasano Mali. Yeah, really? Sasano Mali. Yes. Uh, the same one who composed the uh, Jisho Mushoku. The... Well, that explains a lot because I can feel the similarities between the two songs very well. Uh, it's it's a very chill song, actually. It's it's uh, one of those songs where I get more distracted by the song while I'm playing it uh, because the vocals are also very powerful, uh, especially in the Sekai version. Um, like really, all of all of the vocals of Kanade, then Mafuyu, then Ena and Mizuki, they all shine, and then Luca just is like icing on the cake. Plus, the 2D MV is very beautiful. Oh, seeing it so far, it feels like the target for Nigo songs in particular is not on difficulty because you see the highest difficulty for Nigo songs would be 30. There's only two level 30 songs. So it's more of like the game is trying to get you to be immersed into the experience of the song as compared to others where you're focusing on the, the gameplay because you know BBS songs are mostly technical. So yeah. you get that kind of charting. Uh, Wonderland songs are upbeat, very fun, high BPM, and you're just having fun with it. But Nigo is more subtle in nature, right? And I feel like the game tries to reflect that because it doesn't want to overwhelm you with the, all the notes. The game wants you to really experience the song as it is. Yeah. I agree with that, and because, especially because of how important music is to Nigo, since uh, I think out of all the groups, they're the only ones who are actually making their own music, at least in game. And uh, kind of, some people like to say that the songs that uh, Nigo has in game in the game are also the songs that they create in game. So that's kind of an interesting take on it. That's a very interesting take indeed, and I can definitely see it connecting with the story really well. So I guess we can move on to the last song of this update, which just released a few days ago, and that is VBS's Traffic Jam. Oh, oh yeah, I, I love this cover, by the way. I love the cover. Like, I haven't heard the original version. I heard the cover first, and I fell in love with it. Yeah, as, as usual with, with BBS songs, like the way they mix and match the vocals is just very well done. Like you get to hear everyone and how they kind of complement each other's voice. Uh, the only complaint I have is that uh, there's not enough spotlight on on Kohane's voice, who's I think uh, my my favorite singer in in BBS. Well, that's one big dynamic that we see in BBS songs because they have two boys and two girls to play along instead of like most other groups that have all girls they have a lot to play around with and because of that they are able to explore the other kinds of music that the other group would be doing even though you could say that you know wonderland also has two boys and two girls but it's not the same it doesn't hit the same as the bbs dynamic and this song is really one of the examples that show that kind of complementing between the different parties singing the songs. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I also in- enjoyed the chart. It was very fun to play. Like nothing too, nothing too crazy for a twenty-eight. Um, and also, it was still pretty challenging, at least for my level. So yeah, um, definitely one of the most fun charts uh, for for last month for me. 
adequately. I would say that this one, this song, is fitting for 28 because it's me and tone in the middle. It's not too easy, it's not too hard. It's just nice for 28. It's fun, enjoyable to play. There's no particular section that will just come and then break you out of that enjoyment. It's overall a very balanced song and I like it a lot. Yeah, I'd agree too. Um, I feel like for difficulty, it's in the middle of 28s and uh, it wasn't too hard for me. And yeah, like everyone else said, it's a lot of fun to play. Hey Juice, uh, did you like them calling out your name in the song? <laughs> yeah. They actually did. Oh, Juice, Okay, but well, with that, I think that is all the songs that we had last month. I'd like to spend a few more minutes to talk about the fast cards a little. So, just now we mentioned about the fast card being uh, more influential in the game, especially in the tiering scene. But one thing that I don't see people talk a lot about fast cards is that in a single fest, you see there are two skills that come with it, which is one of them being, for example, fast Kanade, which the skill was being you have to have 1,000 life or higher in order to get the maximum bonus score, which at level 1 is 120% and it goes up to 140 at skill level 4. But the thing is, when you compare Kanade's skill to the other one, let's say for the previous festival, it was Fresh Mafuyu. For that, for that card, the skill was you have the 120% or 140 until you get a grade or below. The moment you don't get a perfect, it falls all the way down to 80% in skill level 1. So 120 all the way down to 80 just by not getting a perfect. My question to all of you is, which of these two cards do you think is harder to use in pubs? Or let's say for your own usage, which one would you say is harder for you? i say for me, it's definitely Fest Mafia that's harder to use. Because um, usually I can FC or uh, not uh, lose health, but uh, with Mafia, it, like I, I just sometimes can't tell when I get a great. I'm not. For I'm me, not getting perfect, so Mafia is definitely harder for me. Yeah, for me, it's it's a bit of a tie, I would say, uh, because I mean I kind of expect that for both cards I won't be able to get the maximum because I still end up missing for, for most of the songs I play. Unless I'm playing a life leader in which case, you know, Canada all the way. But if I'm not, then you know I end up, you know, going down to like maybe uh, 900, 800 life. So definitely my score goes down. Um, whereas for, for Mafia, I generally get uh, mostly perfects until the first half of the proc, uh, the skill proc. So Unless, of course, I'm playing a difficult song, in which case, you know, the first first five notes, I immediately get the great. So, yeah, I, it's a bit of a tie. But overall, I guess Mafuyu is harder, yeah, on average. So, I see. So it seems that a lot of people, and I think the, the listeners would agree that Fest Mafuyu feels harder to use because getting perfect, especially in Sekai, which is 33 milliseconds, is harder to get than maintaining an FC throughout the song. But I'd like to offer a little bit of the other side of things, you see. So, hear me out. Fast Mafuyu requires you to get all perfect in the entire 5 seconds of the proc. 
that sounds difficult, yes, but here's the thing, right? You only have to focus on that five seconds of the song. As compared to Kanade, where if you end up missing anywhere in the entire song, it already impacts your skill. 120 can fall down to 112 just by having one miss. And if you don't have a life leader in your team or none of the five members that are playing in your room have a life leader, having a miss or two is actually very detrimental to your game already. Sure, you can still say that, you know, I have two misses, I'm still getting 104%, which is higher than the 80% that I'm going to be getting from Fast Mouth View when I don't get perfect. But here's the thing. When you're playing Vesma Fuyu and like Pepe said, sometimes you get perfect up to like half of the proc, which is like two to three seconds out of those five. It's already more beneficial than if you started off with 102% or worse, you fell down to 80 immediately from the start. And there's nothing yeah. you can do about it because you already lost your life from the beginning part of your song. So imagine this scenario where you play a song and then the beginning part is difficult, you miss a few there, you, your life goes below 800, which is as easy as getting 3 misses, or 2 misses and 1 bad, that already puts your life below 800. And then you get into a certain part of the song where Fast Canada kicks in, and you have to suffer an 80% for the entire proc without you being able to do anything. For me who, I think, for me that I'm able to concentrate my power to 5 seconds better than I try to FC the entire song, I would say that Face Kennedy is more, uh, is a bit tougher to use because of how much concentration you'd have to put throughout the entire song. I'd rather take the five seconds and be perfect there. In my opinion, I think um, it depends on whether you can play the chart or not. It's like uh, if you are not able to play a chart very well, uh, it doesn't matter even. Um, if you can focus on that five seconds because you're, you're still getting great or uh, not perfect. So I'd say um, if you're unable to play a chart well, then uh, neither of them works well. So um, like if I can't play a 32, I'll just play expert and uh, either, uh, either of them works well to me uh, because I still get that 140. But in that context, um, when I switch to expert or I switch to a chart that I relatively can play well, I tend not to miss. So, um, so I'd say Kanade or Haruka is uh, better for me. That's I, I have, I have one specific song that I can think of where it's the op where Mafuyu becomes easier for me. And that's Viva Happy because I always, always miss at the beginning of, of Viva Happy Master. Like I, I don't even have a problem with the Kabadi Kabadi part, but it's the beginning. I always get like one or two misses. So when, especially in the last event, since there were many people tearing and they're playing Viva Happy, uh, whenever that pops up, and then I'm rooming with a uh, Fest Canada or two Fest Canadas, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to get uh, the maximum of their score because I get like two misses at the beginning and then yeah uh, when the score kicks in no more bonus <laughs> that's a very good point because it seems that in order for fast mark view to be beneficial it seems that it has to be specific songs that you actually mess up in the beginning and you're almost guaranteed to mess up which is very subjective because you know yeah. you're not a person and stuff like that 
So then my final question before we end off the gameplay section is that just now you mentioned that the fast card will be more useful in cheerful carnivals as compared to say marathon events because in marathon events you can just envy all the way and when you're playing envy it doesn't matter because even though you're using candidate or mafu you're probably going to get the full five seconds yeah that find that maximum accuracy because it's envy you play that so much you're tearing with that so often that it doesn't make much difference so then what about cheerful carnival when you, don't know when you don't know the song, in this case, does it make a difference at all on whether which cards you're going to use? Well, well actually, you know the song because uh, it randoms and shows the results before you choose the difficulty. So I, I think almost nobody choose a 33 deliberately. Yeah. So, yeah, if you, if you see the master charts that you know you can't play, you won't deliberately choose the master charts to uh, not get any bonus uh, if you're using a fast bonus card, I think. Especially if you're tearing, uh, yeah. I see, I see. That, that's a very good point because even to casual players, because, you know, I'm not speaking from the perspective of tears because I am not a hard tearer myself, but from casual players' perspective, I can agree with you that there is that choice of moving down from master to expert. And when you're on expert, just that we've said before, it doesn't matter which card you choose because in the end you're going to be able to do it. You're you're gonna FC or you can AP at least like three or four out of those five seconds, so it doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment, yeah. But it would be very interesting to see how these fast cards will play out in the future because as you know, fast cards are separate from the banners itself, so Let's say if you're playing a fest, if you're going to catch it in a fest, you're almost guaranteed that you're not going to get. No, it's not almost. You are hundred percent guaranteed that you're got. You're not going to get, uh, directly useful hard for the event, the shifu card yeah. itself. So I guess, like I've said, it's a long-term investment, and if you think that you know it's going to be worth it, it is still a fest. It is still a double rate up. There's close to no reason for you to not go for it unless if. The permanent banner that runs along with it has the Oshi that you like. Then in that case, you would have to make a sacrifice. Wait, I I have some I, I have some inquiries because uh uh I uh, if I recall correctly, this festival includes the pickup from this carnival, isn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, oh, the the July festival includes the pickup from the the July carnival, which is the unit. Uh, but previously, the Kanade and Mafuyu festival did not include the the pickup from the I think it was April the Sakura banner. So there, we still really don't know if if Fest is going to have the same pool as the same event or if it's not going to have the same pool. So you know, uh, only time will tell, I guess. And even the New Year Fest, which didn't have the special Fest cards, was kind of like just a regular banner so i sincerely apologize to anyone who put fast candy and fast mafia and they have to skip each other yeah okay unfortunately the one person who suffers from that most is not with us this month but yes apologies and condolences to anyone who has to sacrifice the fast the 
Sakura Mochi event for, you know, for Fest. At least, yeah. I guess it looks a lot better this month now. Let's hope that this will continue in the future. Three months down the line, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think the only reason that, like, the banner cards for the first Fest um, weren't in that was because the Fest banner actually started uh, at least a couple days before the actual event. Yeah, so they correct. didn't want to have those cards in there. Right. It started one day earlier because Fest started exactly on, I think, either 31st August or April 1st, and then the event started one day later. That that was what happened, but this time yeah. they started at the same time. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, they also added a daily pool for the for Fest already, which didn't exist back then in the previous Fest, if I recall correctly, and that's a very uh, good thing. Actually, yeah, the, the in I think they only implemented in in the Canada and Mafuyu Fest the daily pool and the ten pool. But back in New Year, there was no daily pool. That is very painful. So, I guess the game is becoming more generous to us. Thank you, Kalapari. Yeah, I say thank you. Generous to the people who have paid. Oh yeah, it. wink wink. Definitely <laughs> yeah, a lot of nice things recently. But still, thank you, Kondo. <laughs> but. Yeah, I guess that's all we have for the Gameplay Corner. Thank you for checking in with all the songs and all the discussions. I guess I'll pass it back to Pepe for the updates that you'll be coming from the month of July. Yeah, right. I'll pass it over yeah. to you. Thanks, man. Okay, so just reviewing into the Wonder Show stream, which we had sometime last week. And let's talk about the new stuff for July. So it's already July 3 now that we're discussing this but you know uh, we still haven't gotten any of the new songs and I think the main uh, new feat the, the, or at least the the main pull for July is the Kemu uh, the Kemu collaboration um, so there were two new songs announced both from Kemu uh, first is Rokuchonen uh, also known as 6 trillion years and I think a lot of people are excited about that and then Sekai uh, Kokuhaku uh, or World's End Confession uh, also one of my personal favorites um, and I think uh, especially 6 trillion years um, is uh, especially meaningful for people who came from Bang Dream because uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I, I think that's the hardest song in Bang Dream is that right? If you don't come Setsuna trip then yes Oh okay so yeah, um, I, I guess people are excited for this song and hoping that it's going to be a pretty challenging chart. Uh, as for World's End Confession, I just, I just love the song, so I'm going to be happy. Yeah, I don't know, uh, I haven't heard World's End Confession before, but since it's a War War Jump cover, I'm expecting a very good cover of it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so they, they definitely need good choices uh six trillion years was gonna be leonid right yes and leonid continues having all the hardest songs probably oh yeah for sure i mean it yeah. fits leonid they they definitely deserve it i don't think any other group can do it the same way leonid does well not exactly leonid but each year specifically yeah you know i feel like the server is going to break when you have around two to three days of people spamming Roku Shonen once it comes out and then it is going to happen a lot. Everyone will choose it. Some people will dodge the room when they don't get Roku Shonen. We might even get a lot of new players coming just for this song. 
we will have to see how it goes. But I am yeah. half not looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, part of me is excited, but uh, the other half is not looking forward to how hard it's going to be. Half, half of me is very excited, but I can imagine it's going to be if it's properly charted. If the cover comes out to be as I expected, it's probably going to be at least a thirty-one. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous, but even more ridiculous in the song itself is the the mentality of pop that come in wanting to play that song. Cause it's like really popular just outside of Vancouver, right? Uh, okay, oh, the yeah. song is popular in Bang Dream because it is the first 29 and the only one for almost like two years. And then it is also a 14 plus in D4DJ, which is one of the highest difficulties out there. It is considered almost as hard as the hardest song in the game, which is Love Colored Masters Park over there. So it is very hard. And in the arcade game Mai Mai, back when Sense and Sense wasn't in the game, Six trillion years was actually number one in the daily song ranking for almost every day for an entire three months. I didn't know that about my my. Oh, jeez. Yeah, six trillion years. Brokushonen is very popular, and I am half excited, but also not to see it ha- happen in Sekai. All right. So yeah, speaking of uh, Brokushonen, the Leonie cover. So they also announced the next. Uh, song for the Leonid event which is currently ongoing uh, and it's composed by Natsushiro Takaaki who also composed Nier uh, and yeah um, we still don't know what it sounds like and we still don't know what the title is but uh, we've gotten a quick preview and it sounds very very uplifting I guess I'm definitely looking forward to it too because from the sounds of it it it's upbeat, but it's also chill at the same time. I'm excited to see how the full song will come out to be. Yeah, I was actually surprised because when they announced a Kemu uh, collaboration event, I was like 100% sure, oh, the new Leonid event is going to be composed by Kemu. But I guess not. <laughs> so yeah, um, but I, I still like the choice because uh, Natsushiro Takaki, uh, I, only know, I only really know Nier, but it's still a very nice song. And I'm looking forward it, looking forward to it for the next event. I feel like the preview fit the theme of the event pretty well, so yeah, it should be pretty good. And the next song announced uh, in the Wonder Show stream was the long-awaited uh, fourth Vivid Bad Squad event song, uh, po- composed by Police Piccadilly, and it's going to well. They haven't confirmed who it's going to feature, but I think uh, most people are uh, almost sure that it's going to feature Kohane for this song. Yeah, yeah it's almost definitely Kohane focus. It's, uh, yeah, it's you... the only one left now. Yeah, you can see the hamsters uh, being previewed in in the preview video, which is yeah, very <laughs> yes, good. You know, it reminds me of penguins back during Haruka. It is. Oh yeah. Same. Same vibe, same feeling, but this time it's hamsters. Definitely Kohane. Definitely Kohane focus. I'm also very happy about their choice for a composer because Police Piccadilly is such a great composer. I love all of their songs. Um, they're relatively recent, but still a really good choice for Vivid Bad Squad. Oh yeah, they make um, a lot of different kinds of songs, so I'm very excited. 
for this song. Alright, uh, and I guess the last song that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Sodata, which is the Proseca Next winner uh, of, uh, I think it's the fourth Proseca Next song contest. Right, right. It is the fourth yeah. one. And I think and the time... theme was actually pop song for for this uh, for this song contest. I think the fifth one is going to be Speed, so yeah. Correct, correct. The one after pop is Speed. And... As you can tell, speed is something that is definitely going to be scary. So yeah. we look forward to breaking our fingers in September, which is around when the song will be released. Yeah, for now we can relax with this uh, upbeat and poppy song uh, composed by Takenoko Shonen. Okay, so that's all for the new songs. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any game updates for this Wonder Show. Uh, Kondo didn't uh, grace us with his appearance this time. So uh, I don't think there are any new game updates for the month of July that we can expect. But other than that, um, there was one interesting announcement uh, in this uh, Wonder Show stream. Uh, so previously in the half anniversary stream, they announced a bunch of uh, new events for each unit, like Leonid would be getting the Planetarium event, More More Jump would be having a live stream, Vivid Bad Squad was getting a cafe, Wonderland Showtime was having a theme park collaboration. But for Nigo, it was kind of a mystery until the last uh, Wonderland sh- one- Wonder Show stream. And their big reveal was that there's going to be a special 24 hour footage video of the members of Nigo at work creating music. So, yeah, um, no idea what that's gonna be like. Some people were joking it's gonna be ASMR, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, yeah. <laughs> some people joke about ASMR, what I'm thinking is some kind of like low key beat, but for Nigo, whatever it's gonna be, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I wonder if any any one of us are gonna listen to it for the whole twenty four hours though. I mean, probably I, not. probably not like in one thing, but I'm definitely if it comes out to be Lofi like worky, I'll definitely listen to the entire twenty four hours eventually because being a work person myself, so I'm really looking forward to it. And it's ego content, so obviously I'm just looking forward to whatever it is. Yeah. Hopefully we're, we're going to get a bunch of nice lines that people are going to uh, crawl through the video to find. Maybe someone would be kind enough to timestamp it whenever it comes up. Alright, uh, and I guess the last thing we can talk about from the Wonder Show stream is the new merchandise. Uh, I guess the first uh, the first one to note is the single CDs. Um, Last June, we got the release of the Leonid and the More More Jump singles, and they're now released. For July, we have the Vivid Bad Squad and uh, Wonderland Showtime CDs, which are coming up. And very much excited to hear the full versions of uh, Ready Steady, Forward, uh, Sekai, Wamada, and Potato Ninateku. Uh, other than that, we also have announced Nessoberries for Vivid Bad Squad, uh, also something that uh, I'm personally looking forward to being a big Vivid Bad Squad fan. And these are the third set of Nessoberries after uh, Nigo and after Wonderland Showtime. Um, did anyone else here pre-order any of the Nessos? 
And unfortunately, I didn't. But I would love to have one. But yeah, I didn't pre-order any. Yeah, same. I I'd, I'd love to have one of the VBS Nessus, but uh, I've already pre-ordered Canada. So. Oh, you pre-ordered Canada. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, necessary, obviously. Necessary. Right. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I, I pre-ordered Mizuki and uh, Nene, so I'm definitely going to get pre-order on. A good investment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and get later. Yeah. Sorry? I might get one myself later. Yeah, Emu? Go ahead and get Emu. Yeah. I think I'll get one. Yeah. Alright, and I think the last set of merchandise which also got people excited was the Lawson collaboration. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Lawson is a pretty popular convenience store in Japan. And they're one of the convenience stores that has uh, collaborations regularly with, with other anime and uh, mixed media franchises. And for July, uh, from July 6th to I, I believe is the start, uh, Lawson convenience stores are going to have a bunch of uh, Project Sekai merchandise being sold. Uh, stuff like posters and uh, clear stands. And uh, The good thing about this is it's featuring brand new art of all of the leaders. So that's Miku, Ichika, Minori, Tsukasa, Kohane, and Kanade in Lawson uniform. So you can think as if they're working as a part-time job at Lawson. Which actually makes sense because Kanadi, convenience store, cup noodles, comic I can't see her working there, but yeah, I can see her as a regular at the convenience store. I, I saw a lot of fan art of, of Tsukasa being super loud, shouting, Welcome everyone to the convenience store, and Kanadi is just scared at how loud he is. <laughs> I can definitely see that happening. And I reckon that will be exactly what Tsukasa is doing, and then all the other warriors are going to be like, I don't know this guy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's Tsukasa in a nutshell. Uh, and also in-game, we'll be receiving uh, a pack of Lothan uh, chicken nuggets, or I think it was called Karaage-kun in, in, in the game. And I be- believe this will act as a, as a boost can, which will give you 10 boosts in the game. Ah yes, uh, a little fun fact about that uh, Haragi packaging. You see it that Project Sekai was not the first uh, collaboration that they did with this Haragi thing. Back around 2019, they did a collaboration with Fate Grand Order, that, that FGO game. And they did put the some of some of the most uh how is it again? They put the more popular members, for example, Gurago or Saber, they put them on the actual, like, Karage. Oh, the actual box of Karage. They put it on the actual box, and then when you go and buy it, you're buying the the box that has that, all of the FGO characters printed on it. So it's not an in-game item, it is an actual item. I don't think you'll be seeing that in the Sekai collab, but still, we're getting something similar to that, but as an in-game item instead. Yeah, pretty nice touch, and I hope uh, one day Project Sekai gets big enough to have, you know, their own characters on the Karage Kunba instead of the other way around. Alright. 
Okay, I guess the one last announcement was the Leonid uh, Planetarium, which is uh, currently, uh, well, it's currently starting in Japan. So if you have the pleasure to be in Tokyo in uh, Konika Aminota Planetarium in Ikeburu, then you should go ahead and check it out. And you can also pick up some very nice merchandise for, for from that event, featuring all of the Leonid characters. Alright, so I guess that's everything for June, and I'm definitely looking forward to the new content in July. Um, what are you guys most looking forward to? Probably 6 trillion years, honestly. <laughs> and, uh, the other key I'm a recent game player, so I look forward to any new song, any choice. Nice. For me, I think I'm looking forward to the next Chefu Carnival and I want to see what kind of theme they're going to come up with in the future. Yeah, sure. Uh, as for me, I am going to be biased here and I'm going to say I'm looking forward to the next Vivid Bad Squad song. Uh, just the preview is already getting me hyped, so yeah. Can I also look forward to any chance of an MU-130? I feel that... Maybe one day, that... yeah. Emu's next force down might be a 130. It has to be. She's she's due one. Hey, who yeah, knows? He might he might appear in a mixed event. You know, all of the mixed events so far have had one uh, to time. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. So I guess that's uh, everything for for this uh, this month's podcast. And I think everyone who is listening to us, uh, whether through a recording or listening to us live, and looking forward to having this again with you guys next month for to talk about the updates for July and the new stuff for August. So yeah, uh, thank you everyone. Uh, thank you, Juice, Fantisha, and Nemui, and we'll see you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.